Dice in. Connor will go in, shoots and scores! He missed 16, but he comes right back and gets his team-leading 18th goal of the year. That should salt it away. It's an empty netter, and it's 4-2 Winnipeg. And that's how it ended. The Jets beating the New York Islanders 4-2 last night at Canada Life Center. What a return for Kyle Connor. 33 straight games now without allowing more than three goals. Bob Irving, pretty impressive, huh? Well, I think pretty impressive hell is an understatement. And, you know, we've been talking about this now for a number of weeks, how well they're playing defensively. And it, you wonder when it's going to end. And the thought in my mind is one of these nights, some team is going to pop four or five on the Jets. And yet they've gone 33 games in a row. They're, they're closing in on the all-time league record for this particular statistic. Mm-hmm. And last night when the Islanders got their second goal, I thought, oh, uh, maybe this is the night where it just doesn't work out for them. But sure enough, Connor Hellebuck uh, played his usual sort of sublimely great game, and they played well defensively. And then Connor capped it off with, on his first game back from injury with the empty net goal. So it's really a perfect world that the Jets are playing in right now. I know a lot of people, certainly outside of Winnipeg, and some inside, I'm sure, too, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, I'm not sure that it will. I, you know, I think certainly they're not going to, keep playing games how where they give up three goals or less there has to be somewhere along the line there has to be a game where they give up more than three <laughs> i don't know when that's going to be uh but yeah it's what's happening with them is really really impressive remarkable to a degree amazing to play that well defensively uh, for so long so yeah it's a uh, great fun for them you can tell the players are having a wonderful time the smiles on their faces there's got to be great joy in that locker room right now and of course the fans are eating it up too yeah i want to get to chris Trevler possibly being a winnipeg blue bomber again but what is it about the rest of the league not giving the winnipeg jets the credit they deserve is it a winnipeg thing bob well sure it is it's a small market thing and the fact that uh, i think the jets in recent years have not been a major factor when it comes to playoff time or a team that's going to threaten for the Stanley Cup, but it's mostly small market. Uh, everything we do here flies under the radar as far as the NHL is concerned, although I have to say, Hal, they are getting a little more attention on. I watch the the television coverage and, and nationwide. They are getting more attention for sure. I mean, in Toronto, the focus is entirely on the Leafs all the time, and I guess that's understandable, but I think the Jets are getting their due more and more. I don't know about in the U.S. I'm not sure if ESPN is featuring them at any point. But uh, I think the recognition factor is growing. And as this streak continues, it's impossible for people who cover hockey not to talk about what they're doing. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's amazing. It's uh, a record performance, really, defensively. So I think the attention is growing. But, look, uh, it is what a Winnipeg thing, Hal. And uh, we're never going to get the... If the Maple Leafs were doing this, wow, you can imagine <laughs> yeah. you can imagine the attention they'd be getting, right? For sure. I'll tell you what else is getting some attention. The idea of Chris Strevler returning to the CFL may be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What do you make of this, Bob? Well, this buzz has been going on really more recently, Hal, but since he left. Yeah, remember that 2019 season, and the fans here haven't forgotten it, where... You know, he was front and center in uh, the Grey Cup win and 
um, you know, the, the fur coat and the, let's all get lit. And, you know, <laughs> he became a folk hero. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's maintained his contact with Winnipeg. He told whenever people contact him in the media, he talks about, he follows the bombers and he hopes they do well. And he cherished his time in Winnipeg and all the rest of it. But it looks like his NFL options are running out if they haven't already. His last workout was with the Chicago Bears a couple of weeks ago. There's no word of him signing. You know, he's getting to the point, really, where if he wants to keep playing football, he's going to have to turn back to the Canadian Football League. And the place he wants to come back to, if in fact he does, is Winnipeg. Now, the the dilemma for the Bombers, I guess, is can you afford to pay him the kind of money he'd want? And I don't know exactly what he would want. I, I expect he'd be reasonable, but uh, he'd want to be paid more than he was when he was here before. And would there be other teams in the league that would be interested in having him and, you know, then drive up the price? So I think it's a possibility. I really do. I know the Bombers have maintained contact with him, and it basically told him that if he does come back to the CFL, they want to have first shot at him. Uh, he wouldn't be coming back as a starter, obviously. Zach Kolaris is the starter, mm-hmm. and he have to be, he'd have to be prepared to understand that, and I think he would, that uh, he's the backup, and... They'd have packages for him in a game like they did before, and so he'd become a, you know, more than just a backup. He'd be a part of the offensive game plan. So we'll see how it all shakes down. But I know that, you know, the contact is there. The discussions are ongoing, and there is a possibility. I don't know what percentage I'd put it at, but there is a possibility he'll be back here. You know, there's other players, Bob, that the Bombers want to sign, and and I get that, and. And they're going to be expensive, but everybody loves a we're getting the band back together again story. This would be, I mean, fans would go crazy, right? Yeah, it would really be kind of sort of the icing on the cake in terms of getting the band back together. They like to, I think the fans first and foremost would like to start with Brady Oliveira and Dalton Schoen. Right. And then go from there as, as the free agents that they're trying to re-sign. But if you could add Strebler to, you know, a package that would include a large number of the players, you're not going to get them all, but a large number of the players who are free agents, then that would be really utopia for the Bombers and their fans. And, yeah, it would be, when you talk about popular moves that a team could make, bringing Chris Strebler back here would be at or near the top of any list. So... Uh, let's see if they can do it. I, again, I know that uh, they are in contact with him. They'd like to bring him back here. Whether or not they can work all the factors out remains to be seen. But uh, I would say don't rule it out. This, this is maybe a bit of a long shot, but it might not be as big a long shot as you think it is. We'll see. Thanks a lot, Bob. Okay, Hal. Legendary sports broadcaster Bob Irving joining us. We end the show now. With the mayor of Winnipeg, Scott Gillingham. Scott, good morning. Hello, Hal. Hi. Thank you so much for making time for a, a quick conversation here. Your streets uh, maintenance manager, Michael Cantor, is going to join Jim Toth this afternoon with the specifics on, on snow clearing, uh, now that we have finally had some snow. Uh, but I just wanted to have sort of a general conversation with you about snow clearing. We know how hard this hits the budget uh, here in the city of Winnipeg, so this is important. We're a we're a winter city. How do you think we're doing? I it's so subjective. I get people saying great job, best ever. I get others that say, come on, let's get with it. How do you think we do here in Winnipeg? 
think you're right, Hal. It is subjective, but I can tell you our crews and our contract crews really work hard to make it consistent across the city. And that, that's not always possible, but um, every year we budget about $36 million for snow clearing. And over the last few years, we have spent much more than $36 million. In 2023, we spent $42 million. And in 2022, if people remember, uh, we spent $87 million on, on snow clearing. And I, I'll take this opportunity, Hal, to remind Winnipegers, though, we don't clear necessarily according to budget. We clear according to policy. So even if we eat through all of the snow clearing budget, we keep clearing the streets and the sidewalks and the active transportation paths when the snow comes. And I know you're adjusting um, the policy, uh, or, or it's been adjusted as we've gone along. Do you continue to look at that every winter or ahead of every winter and say, hey, uh, maybe we can make some changes to make that policy, snow clearing policy, better? We do. Uh, we, we're always looking to make improvements, and we hear from uh, you know, residents about how we can make improvements. Councillors, you know, talk about this on, on a regular basis. I know Councillor Bawadi, for example, was one of the ones that is calling on us right now to look at our snow clearing budget to see if, if whether or not we're putting enough into the snow clearing budget. Uh, we added 15 new pieces of specialized sidewalk clearing equipment this year, and those are in operation for the first time. And you know, uh, anecdotally. Uh, our crews and inspectors are saying that it really is making a difference. Those sidewalk, um, those new pieces of equipment for sidewalks have a have a plowing blade and a blower attachment. And staff have said that uh, they're going to do a performance analysis later this week, so we can have some data to back that up. But apparently, that is making improvement in our ability to deliver on uh, clearing uh, sidewalks and and active transportation pathways as well. I'm glad you brought up Councillor Broadi. He's kind of your money man. You were you were the money man under uh, uh, Brian Bowman, and now he's sort of your uh, money man. And and you said that he is saying, hey, maybe we should be putting more money into the budget. I've got a question relating to that. Um, just like you look at the policy and update and change the policy uh, depending on on need. Do you look at the money you spend and how you spend it when it comes to snow clearing? I mean, are there inefficiencies? that could be found to get a better bang for our buck when it comes to snow clearing? Well, I I think we are always, and I should always be looking for uh, ways to do things better and to deliver uh, services so that people get a real value for their money. So whether it's efficiencies or, or you know, a better investment. For example, uh, the, the new snow clearing equipment we purchased for sidewalks, Hal, well, that came out of the fact that some of the equipment we had was just, uh, you know, too lightweight and just we, we weren't getting enough, uh, enough uh, sidewalks plowed soon enough or good enough. The job wasn't being done well enough. And so that's an area where we said, let's make an investment to deliver that service uh, in, a, in a better way for, for the citizens of Winnipeg. And so far, that has, that has improved. But as far as looking for efficiencies and always getting value for money, yes, we, we, we certainly try to do that. And, and that's a focus I know of uh, myself and Councillor Bawadi is the finance chair as well. One other quick question for you, and I appreciate the answers on snow clearing. One other quick question I have for you, and it relates to what they're doing in Edmonton. Edmonton, that city council has voted to declare a homelessness emergency. Now, I don't know if that helps them deal with the problem uh, any better or not. I'm sure you're watching that because homelessness or the unhoused, I guess, is, is the way we should be saying it now, is a priority for you. Do you look at that and say, maybe there is some value in putting a label like that on an issue that's so important to so many people? 
Well, we are watching what's happening in, in Edmonton and other cities because this is uh, a challenge in every major city across the nation. People struggling that are unsheltered or homeless. Uh, what we have right now is I think we're in, in a good position as a city because we're, we're really working uh, in partnership with the provincial government. I have another meeting coming up very soon uh, with the Premier and then another meeting coming up just after that with Minister Bernadette Smith. And there has been a commitment at levels of government from myself and, and council and, and the new Premier and, and his government to really work in partnership uh, to address homelessness, get more people off the street into housing with wraparound support. So, yes, Hal, we're watching other cities, um, but right now we're really focused on, um, you know, do what we can in a collaborative effort to get people that are unsheltered right now into housing with wraparound supports. And quickly, how excited are you? Because I know I'm excited. How excited are you about getting this security force on Winnipeg Transit next month? I'm really looking forward to this. Of course, it was a campaign commitment of mine. I'm uh, really excited that we've hired Mr. Bob Christmas, who comes, I think, with the right amount of experience and the right focus so that individuals that are on buses that need help, you know, they'll get, they'll, they'll get referred to 211 and get social services where they need. But where there's a security issue, police will be involved. And these, these individuals will be trained. They'll be on buses and around uh, transit stops to make our transit system safer, Hal, for riders and for bus operators and for the general public as well. So they're being trained right now as we speak and will be deployed on buses uh, by the end of February. You mentioned your campaign. Uh, one of the things that I really liked uh, amongst your campaign promises was these neighborhood crews. Where are we at on that? That, to me, seems like uh, it should have been happening by now. It seemed, But listen, I understand, Mayor. Nothing is ever as easy as you think it's going to be. But I like that idea. Where are we at with that? Hal, I wanted them. I wanted them on the streets already this this last fall. So um, I uh, I wish those uh, neighborhood action teams were already on the streets, but they will be early in the, in this new year. In fact, uh, there there was kind of a bit of a quiet pilot project that uh, in in some ways or a test run of, of some of them. And so we'll look to get those neighborhood action teams out early in 2024 to address the basically the to do list of a neighborhood, whether it's a broken curb or a pothole or a bent sign or some litter that needs to be picked up. These individuals will be cross-trained and be able to tackle kind of, uh, as I said, the to-do list in the neighborhood. And so uh, watch for them early in 2024. And I, I was hard on you and the rest of council and everybody down at City Hall when 311 wasn't working. I'll tell you, I haven't needed 311 of late, but I'm hearing from people it is much better. So congratulations on, on fixing that situation. Well, we made an that was another campaign commitment. We made an investment in 311, and frankly, added more money to the budget to hire more 311 operators. And the it has shown a result, and the, the the wait time has dropped significantly, almost dropped in half. We have a ways to go. The goal is to get wait times under three minutes, around the three minute mark. I think we're still just uh, just under six minutes, but that's down from 11 minutes. And so, you know, where we need to make investments, I'm you know committed as, with council to make investments so we can deliver services for citizens uh, in a way that they expect and we really do try to do all of this with an eye obviously to customer service i think it's customer service day today hal if yes, i heard you is. right and yep. and so we do try to keep that in mind that we are delivering services to the customers and the customers are the good people of winnipeg we want to do all we can to make sure we're delivering in a way that they expect and that they're getting value for money the taxpayers thank you mayor thank you